Hi, Stephanie here. I am an entrepreneur, lobbyist, wife, mother, book lover, and political junkie. I think gender equality is still a work in progress in our homes, our workplaces, and our politics. And I love to learn, especially from other women. So I started Women Don't Do That, a podcast and blog to talk about issues women care about today and to inspire us to do whatever it is we think we can't do. everybody welcome to the latest edition of the women don't do that podcast it has been a hard week in my house and maybe it has been for you too um many of you will know that i am a chronic migraine sufferer and i have been doing pretty good i still get you know a couple migraines every month even though i'm on a lot of medication and stuff to address the issue Uh, But I had a doozy this week and I haven't had a doozy in a long time and it took me up for a couple days and mentally it's always really hard when that happens too, because uh, it's so soul crushing to be incapacitated that way and kind of out of nowhere. And you just get behind on everything, right? You're, you're late on work. You're, you're behind on your laundry, just like every, every system that you have kind of feels like you're late um, or falling apart. I want to dive in today about being the only woman girl at the table. And I'm constantly inspired by our podcast guests. More recently, I had on Marcy Grossman, who is the Canadian ambassador to the UAE. And just thinking about how brave these women are to often be the only ones at the table. She was, is a Jewish woman uh, taking on that post. And she was, she was scared, but she did it anyways. And so many of the women that we talk about are first or only in the work that they do. And being the only woman is really hard. It's easy to not even try to be at the table. And I'm going to talk to you a little bit today about something that happened to my daughter recently that reminded me how brave it actually is to be the only woman in the room and also the importance of that, not only for them, but for the rest of us. So I work in politics. I'm going to talk to you about some examples from my own life. It's known to be a male-dominated field. And there have been times in my career that were very tough. And there was a lot of sexism. You know, the boys club was alive and well. And you really have to fight for every move you make in your career. And there was one time when I quit a job, just to give you an example, where my manager actually told me that maybe I should wait to speak to my husband about it because he was out of town. And, you know, I might feel differently about quitting this job once I talk to him. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. Uh, Many of you will know that I also ran for nomination for political office in Canada to be a federal member of parliament. I lost that race. But when I ran, I was told by people that they wouldn't vote for me just because I was women or that I should dress differently, act differently, be more feminine, that 
I shouldn't want people to know that I'm tenacious because that's not feminine. <laughs> and my and my daughter recently reminded me about how hard it is to be the only girl and how proud we should be to break down these barriers and how brave it is to actually do that work. So she competed recently in a ninja warrior competition. If you don't know what that is, it's like an obstacle course. Um, it's the type of thing. There's lots of TV shows that do that kind of thing. And it's becoming um, more prevalent these days, I guess. And I was so proud of her on so many levels. So first of all, she struggles with anxiety and she competed and she tried. So in her first competition, there was a misconception and she missed the demonstration of the course. So she had to compete just from like watching the other kids, not kind of up and close and personal and kind of shown what she had to do. And for any of us who struggle with anxiety, that would be a complete nightmare, but she did it and she did pretty well. She placed in the top one third. It was a pretty big group of kids and uh, I was really proud of her. But for her latest competition, I signed her up without asking her first. I don't know why I did that, um, but I did. And given her past experience, she didn't, she really didn't want to go when I told her about this. So to prepare her, we had some really important conversations about trying our best. You know, what does that look like? What does that mean? We talked about, you know, how can we flip the script instead? Let's say you don't do well. What can you learn from this experience? You're going to learn areas to improve. So let's take whatever happens and use it as motivation for your future. I also read her one of my recent blog posts, and some of you may have read this. It's called How to Take Risks to Grow Your Career. We really talk about how to take risks and the benefit of doing that. So we, we read that together and really had a conversation about that and how that could apply to her situation. And I was so happy that by the time she, the competition came, she was ready. You know, she wasn't, um, you know, terrified or anything like that. She was really ready to try, even if she didn't win. And this competition was very different than the last one because it was part of the Canadian Ninja League. The kids were separated by age. So she was the only girl in a group of five 11 to 13 year olds. Um, all boys uh, other than her and all taller than her. And she got fourth place overall. And I was so proud of her because she was brave. She was brave enough to try. We also learned, which we didn't know beforehand, that, they're, that they were also placing kids by age and gender. So she placed first in her age group for girls. You should have seen her face. She was beaming with pride and joy as she was given her medal. I will be posting um, a picture of her in the blog post uh, about this. So if you want to see uh, what she looked like, take a look. And I couldn't have been prouder. Uh, one, because she was willing to try, even though she you know, started out very scared and anxious. And two, for being the only girl. And it reminded me so much of my aunt, uh, Kate Ryan. I interviewed her uh, maybe a year and a half ago. Her episode is called Trailblazing with Lawyer and Athlete Kate Ryan, episode 68. I'll put it in the show notes. And that episode is actually our top listened to episode. And here's a little bit about why. Kate is a badass. 
in her life as a lawyer, athlete, and mom, she is often the only woman at the table or in the competition, and she has blazed trails for countless women. One thing is knowing she's known for is competing in very high levels of water skiing. I'm talking like representing Canada levels. And in her age group, she's now in her 60s. She's often the only one in her category. And I look at my aunt and I look at my daughter and I don't think, oh, they were the only one. Of course they got gold. I think how amazing is it that they showed up, they tried, and how amazing it is that they are the only ones. Something that just struck me too is how fierce, how driven you have to be to be the only one. Like for my aunt, she's not chasing after a bunch of other people. She's always trying to better herself. And that is amazing and really hard to do because being the only girl takes bravery. It takes courage. And it means so much because you're paving the path for girls and the women that come behind you. I want to take a minute here to take us off trail a little bit and talk about representation, right? Because that's really what you're doing when you're being the only girl or woman in the room or, you know, the first black woman to be the CEO in a certain industry. You never know who is watching you and learning from you and growing from you. And when I ran for politics, my cousin, Madison Healy, who is actually Kate's daughter, sent me this text. So this is after my nomination uh, meeting when I lost and I had to give a speech in front of, I think it was about a thousand people. And this is what she texted me. You really did, I might cry. (laughs) You really did a great job, Steph. I started to tear up while you were giving your speech and I was standing with your daughter, Rochelle. I wish you could have seen how proud she was of you. I know what it's like to grow up with a strong, fearless mother and your daughters are blessed to have the same. You're already inspiring them and letting them know that they can do anything they set their mind to, all while keeping their integrity. I wish I could have had my future, question mark, daughter there to see you. You are amazing. Love you. That text made (laughs) the whole experience of running and losing worth it. And there were countless times that girls, young girls would come up to me um, and you know, for them was clearly a a role model moment, uh, or that, you know, told me they were interested in politics and I know they weren't before. And it was just really encouraging. My failures are teaching my daughters and probably other girls to try hard things. Failure is a learning experience. We can move past. So getting back to the story (laughs) about my daughter in the ninja on the car ride home, like I bawled uncontrollably. I told her how proud I was of her, how brave she was and how important it is to be the only girl. (laughs) Also, she has now told me that I cannot go to her graduation when she goes to middle school this year because she's scared that I will bawl. And I don't just bawl, I sob. Um, so that would be very embarrassing last year during COVID she was in, um, a four or five split and the grade, she was in grade four and the fives were graduating. And there was this like zoom kind of, I guess, like mini graduation and she wasn't even graduating. And I think just because COVID had been such a tough year, like seeing the slideshow of these kids and that they were graduating, like I bawled uncontrollably. So Yeah. Anyways, she told me in the end, I could maybe come to her graduation, but I would have to um, 
not sob. Like I could cry, but I couldn't sob, which is fair. <laughs> um, also a side note, kind of interesting is that I don't, I'm, I don't cry that often. And my daughter's like, you just cry at weird things. Like sometimes I feel like you don't cry when you should. And then you do when you shouldn't. <laughs> like, yes. So this is why we all need therapy. <laughs> Goodness. So I want to get back to you. Are you the only woman, girl at your table, at your competition? I want you to know that we see you. We see the hard path that you have taken, how hard you have worked for it, and the difference that you are making for future generations. You are making a difference. It could be in your own sphere of influence or broader society. You are showing girls what you and they are capable of. So sit at that table and own it. And if you're not a trailblazer, maybe you don't want to be. I want you to know that's okay. But when you see a queen that's doing the work, lose her crown, or it gets crooked, I want you to help her straighten it. You are capable of great things beyond what you can imagine. And we're talking about everyday people like you, like me. You may think that you're just living your life, but if you're the first woman in your family to go to university, you're the first woman in your family to own a business, you make a difference in whether, in whatever role you're playing in your life, whatever role you're playing, whether it's for other women or for future generations. We have so much to learn from each other. And that goes for women across the spectrum, whether you're a kick-ass CEO without kids, with kids, you are somebody who chooses to stay at home with your children, which is also work, let's be real. It all is really important and it all teaches us important lessons. So whatever role you're playing, it's important and it's amazing. So sit at that table, queen, wear your crown, you deserve it. I wanna leave us with a little quote from Robert Frost. Two roads diverged in a wood, and I, I took the one less traveled, and that has made all the difference. So I want to encourage you to continue to take the road less traveled, to own what that means for you. It can mean something different to all of us, and that's okay, that it's an important role, and that I see you, and I recognize how hard it is to do that. I hope that you have been inspired by this episode. And if you are enjoying the solo episodes that I've been doing, I've been flipping every second week, I would love to hear about it. You know, whether you email me, contact me on social media, I would love to know because they're new, it's additional work and I'm enjoying them, but I, I want to hear to see if you guys are enjoying them too. Um, I mean, some of you are listening for sure. So, so I know that, but uh, it would be great to just hear from you guys about it as well. So I hope you have a great week and we'll talk again soon. Thank you for listening to Women Don't Do That. I hope you feel inspired to do whatever it is you think you can't do. Make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Stay connected on Twitter and Instagram at Women Don't Do That. I would love to have you join the conversation, so make sure you join our next Instagram Live. Find all our podcast and blog content at womendontdothat.com. 
join me next time.